Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to be looking at the NBA bubble, looking at the East, looking at the West, looking at how things are going. Um, most teams have one or two games left, and we'll be looking at what's going on there. So we'll start with the Eastern Conference, which is a little bit more um, of an easier thing to look at. So we have our eight teams. We have Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Miami, Indiana, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and Orlando. Um, and all of those teams at the moment are, uh, you know, in the playoffs, and that's how it's going to be. Orlando is going to play Milwaukee. Toronto is going to play Brooklyn. And then we have um, Miami, Indiana, and Philadelphia, who are all separated by a game. Miami is in fourth place. Indiana is a game behind them, and Philadelphia is a game behind them. And so TJ Warren has single-handedly taken the Pacers to a whole nother level. Yes, he had a not-so-stellar game against uh, Jimmy Butler in Miami, but before that, and I think still, he's been one of the best, if not the best player in the Eastern Conference in this um, sort of bubble. And it's funny how he was on Phoenix and they traded him with the second round pick just to get rid of him, I think. And um, now he's lighting it up for Indiana. And so um, he's doing big things. Um, and so Philadelphia is still fighting Miami, Indiana. They're still fighting for what is that last um uh, sort of push to be the four seed, five seed, or the six seed. I don't think Philadelphia can become the four seed, but they can definitely be a five seed or try to get there, and Indiana can try and be, you know, the four seed. I think we don't know what that's going to mean. I think for Boston, who is the three seed, I think they'd rather play Philadelphia just because their team isn't the greatest in terms of you know, scoring and sort of, um, they have too many bigs, which doesn't really work in today's NBA. I think Indiana is the most um, deadly. I think for the Celtics, Miami, um, I don't think they even have a chance at playing Miami because they're the four seed, and I don't think they'll drop six. But Indiana would be a lot worse, especially with TJ Warren and Sabonis and those guys. So I think if it stays as it is with Philadelphia, then they'd be okay. You know, you have um, Toronto, who's been playing very well. Celtics beat Toronto. You have Milwaukee, who's been um, still doing their best stuff. I think they have um, the best record, 52-16. and 16. Um, They have at least the most wins. Um, or actually, yeah, Los Angeles is 52-18. and 18, So, yeah, Milwaukee has the best record. But they're looking um, very good. Their team's great. They have uh, so much talent. Milwaukee and you know I think it's going to be a good playoffs for the Milwaukee Bucks I don't know how far they'll go but they're looking like real deal I think Orlando the eight seed they have no problem beating them and then they would play the four of the five so Miami or Indiana or Philadelphia depending on how the, the end shakes up right there so I don't see any issues there and um, yeah they're looking pretty good and you know, Washington faded. They weren't even, you know, um, that great. They're actually, the Charlotte Hornets, who didn't even play in this reboot, have a better record than the Washington Wizards. Um, and, you know, the Washington Wizards are 24-47. and 47, Charlotte's 23-42. and 42. And so, um, yeah, there's, I think, two more games or so, but they're already out of contention. 
and um, you know that's how it is uh, for them now let us uh, keep rolling with the West so Los Angeles is the one the Clippers are the two um, and we have Denver who is the three C Houston and Oklahoma City I guess they're still in a battle Utah is a half game back of Oklahoma City there's still a, a battle there then we have Dallas right there as the seven seed for sure and then we have the juggernaut which is Portland who's a half game up on Memphis and Phoenix in San Antonio so there's a play-in game that's going to happen which is going to be Portland versus either Memphis or Phoenix or San Antonio now as a Celtics fan I'd like Memphis to drop out meaning that they can get a lottery pick um, and it's just better for them um, being the 16 seed or the 15 seed is better than being the 17 or 18 or whatever. So um, that's you know how I feel. I think Memphis in this reboot has gotten themselves screwed in the foot. You know with Jaron Jackson out and a lot of their guys um, aren't playing as well as they were before. And you have the surgeons of Phoenix and Portland has been doing great with Damian Lillard and him just having 61 points in his most recent game. Portland's gonna make it. They're going to be the 8th seed, and that's going to be how it is. Memphis, I'm sorry, this bubble didn't treat you well. Phoenix had a great run, but they were just so far behind. I, I, I mean, it would be a shame for the Portland Trailblazers if Memphis plays them for the 8th seed and they lose, Portland loses a game and they're out, because um, I'm assuming that's it's just a one-game play -in. But, hey, Portland has a pretty good shot at beating the Lakers. Memphis doesn't. Phoenix, they have a decent shot. Not really. I think Portland's, you know, playing well. Dark horse. I mean, LeBron's LeBron. But Damian Lillard can shoot lights out. And the Lakers don't have anyone who can shoot like Dame or CJ. Or even Carmelo, for that matter. I mean, Danny Green can shoot his threes. But you can't rely on just him, right? You know, Kuzma's not there. And we all know um, LeBron can't shoot threes for his life. And Anthony Davis can't either. So that's, you know, their situation. Um, Dallas and Luka is looking pretty good. You know, Utah, I think, is going to fade. Um, they're the sixth seed. They're going to probably lose to Denver in the first round. Uh, Houston's looking good. OKC with Chris Paul's the big surprise. You know, they're just doing so well, despite the fact that they traded away their two best players. You know, Russell Westbrook was gone. Paul George was gone. They had Gallinari, uh, SGA, and CP3. And some draft picks. And Oklahoma City is not looking too bad. I mean, this is a season where they can make it happen. I think the Clippers, the Lakers are just too hard to beat. And I think the Clippers, and I've said it before a lot, they're the best team in the West. Because they have more depth and they have more, you know, a wider range of players. And they're just overall a better team. But, you know, I don't think San Antonio's going anywhere. I think Portland's the 8th seed. They're going to play the Lakers. That'll be a great one. Clippers are going to play Dallas. Utah plays Denver. And Houston and Oklahoma City. Um, at this point, it's a toss-up. They're both basically the same records. And more importantly, it's in Orlando, so it's not like they're fighting for that home spot. It's going to be on a neutral playing field. And I think that's going to be one of the great things about this series where you could see upsets at the top is the fact that it is on, you know, home. It's not on home. It's not on enemy turf. It's plain, you know, a undisclosed location, you know, in Disney where um, you're not playing at your stadium. You know, Lakers aren't playing in Staples Center. 
you know, Portland's not playing in Portland. So you got sort of this um, even playing field in that sense. Granted, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis are better. But you just look at all these teams. Milwaukee versus Orlando. It might favor Orlando just a little bit, but there's no fans. So that's not something. I mean, they're in Orlando. uh, But overall, it's not going to make any sort of difference. Um, And so now that things are looking a little bit better... I've been giving you my playoff roundups and showing you who I think is going to make it and move on. Now I'm going to give you my updated version, even more so that the season's pretty much dead um, dead uh, and gone, and we're getting into the you know final few games before the playoffs. So I'll give you my best guess. So I think Phoenix um, is going to play Portland. I don't think Memphis has it, and you know Memphis and Phoenix have the same record, so yeah. The Phoenix Suns, I think, will usurp the Memphis Grizzlies and take that nine seed. Solely play Portland, who is right now the eight seed. And we will see Dame time. You know, he's going to get it done, and he's going to beat the Phoenix Suns, and they're going to go play the Lakers. The East, we don't have any playing games because the Wizards are just so far behind. So we don't have to worry about that. Um, And uh, we'll just kind of move on from there. I guess I'll start with the East just to, to go there. The 8th seed Orlando, the 1 seed Milwaukee. Um, you know, uh, I think Milwaukee is going to win this one. It's not going to change anything. Um, Brooklyn Nets, Toronto Raptors. Uh, Raptors are going to win. I don't think there's any issues there. Um, it is what it is. Celtics taking on the 76ers. Celtics are going to win because they have a lot more depth in their lineup. And more importantly, they have guys who can go play multiple positions and they have more guards and more shooting and Philadelphia is not meant for the bubble they're not meant for today's NBA the Celtics are they're going to get that victory and then we have Miami versus Indiana and I think Jimmy Butler is a great player and this one is tough I've said Miami in the past I'm saying Indiana now because I think Indiana has just a little bit more and I think that's um, where they stand so Milwaukee and Indiana, Boston versus Toronto. Boston Celtics and Toronto, I think the Boston Celtics will get the victory because I don't think Toronto um, is going to do it. I think the Celtics have everything that Toronto doesn't have. and The only thing Toronto has is size, and in today's NBA, it's not a big deal if you are a little undersized. And, you know, if you look at Indiana, they have a lot of size. The Milwaukee Bucks have Giannis. And they have Brooke Lopez, who give them size. The Celtics definitely are the smallest team of the bunch, but it doesn't really matter. You know, they have shooters and scorers, and theoretically, they have Celtics have four guys who can shoot 20 points easy with Hayward, Tatum, Brown, and Kemba. You have Siakam, who can get you 20. You have Kyle Lowry, um, and that's about it. Maybe Van Vliet every now and again, and, you know, if Gasol somehow channels his all-star defensive former you know, Memphis Grizzlies self, maybe, but Toronto doesn't have it. Milwaukee versus Indiana. This one is basically Midwest battle of, you know, the best in the Midwest, Milwaukee and Indiana, you know, I think, um, despite TJ Warren's best efforts, Milwaukee is going to win this one. I think it'll go to seven games. I think Milwaukee they're not on their home turf. They have a great coach, but so does Indiana. Indiana has some great players. I think, you know, Oladipo is going to show a little bit of what he once was. And, 
in my opinion, the Pacers will do big things, but they just won't, you know, cut it. I love Milwaukee and what they do. I think Giannis is great. I think against the Celtics, Milwaukee's going to have a tougher time, which we'll talk about in a second. But for the moment, I think Indiana doesn't hold a chance um, against the Bucks. I think Indiana's going to get that victory, and it's going um, to be seven games. And so I said Celtics versus Milwaukee, and uh, I've said that actually before, because I don't think that's going to change. I think you have the two best teams, um, in my opinion, in the Eastern Conference, and the Celtics have the better point guard, the better shooting guard. The uh, At this point in time, I think Gordon Hayward, who is their small forward, is better than Chris Middleton at the moment, although Chris Middleton is overall the better player. I think Tatum's great, but obviously you can't put um, Tatum over Giannis, even though I think Tatum's uh, great. I think Tatum's better than Chris Middleton for sure, but power forward versus power forward, you got to put Giannis. And then Brooke Lopez is better than Tice, Cantor, Robert Williams, Poirier, whoever you put at center. Um, the Celtics are going to have a tough one because Giannis is just so overpowering, but the Celtics have the shooting and the scoring, and Marcus Smart's great on defense. He is someone who is bigger than what his worth is, and someone who can score um, at the basket. He's great on defense. He can't really shoot the ball, which they don't need him to shoot if you got Hayward and Tatum and Brown um, doing the job. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to say another seven-game series, but the Celtics are going to get the victory. I've said that again um, because I think Milwaukee... You know, the Celtics looked like a bunch of scrubs against Milwaukee last year's playoffs, but now they have a better player in Kemba, who is not Kyrie and who is not a locker room disaster. I think the Celtics have figured out what's wrong and made themselves better. I think in sports, when you have a negative presence in the locker room, it's going to affect everyone. Tatum was an all-star this year and was playing lights-out basketball before this, um, this tournament. And if you were to go to the Jason Tatum and his stats um, at the current moment, which is, um, you know, where we're at right now, he um, is still doing pretty good. He's averaging, um, just on the whole season, 23 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, his last game against Memphis, 29 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. His um, last 10 games... Uh, 27 points, um, he has uh, almost two steals, three assists, seven rebounds, and um, yeah, he's, uh, he's looking good. 29 points against Memphis, 29 points against Orlando, um, so uh, he is um, he's pretty damn good. They're going to get that victory and move on to the finals. Western Conference. Now, Portland is going to be playing the Lakers. I think this is going to be a six-game series. I think the uh, Trailblazers will make it interesting, but they won't get past the Lakers because, you know, you have um, Anthony Davis, LeBron, and company. I think you're going to see the weaknesses of um, what is the Los Angeles Lakers in this series, though, and maybe that'll help them for next season in trying to, uh, you know, put some uh, mighty putty into the, you know, holes that they're going to have. But um, the Lakers will get the victory, like I said, six games. Clippers versus Dallas. You have the international players, uh, the young guys, Porzingis and Doncic, taking on 
the veterans, um, Kawhi, Paul George. And I have to give it to the uh, Clippers in this one. I think it's going to be a five-game series. I don't see um, this one going too far. Um, obviously, the Clippers um, are well-coached, well-matched. Just everything about the Clippers gets the edge, except for guards, because I do believe Luka is far superior to Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams and Landry Shamit. But good team. Uh, I think the Clippers will get that victory. Denver Nuggets versus the Utah Jazz. And if the Utah Jazz had Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Bogdanovich all healthy and ready to go, this would be a totally different series. And I think Utah would give them a run for their money. This one's going to be four games, though, because Denver has the better team. Utah looks like a hobbling mess of you know pieces put together. I think it's not their time. And maybe it will be at some point, but today, uh, not uh, Utah's uh, moments. Then we have the Houston Rockets versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. You basically have the Houston Rockets who play small ball to the max, and then you have the Oklahoma City Thunder who have Chris Paul who's in his bag. They have SGA, they have Gallinari, they have Steven Adams. I think I'm going to give this one to the Houston Rockets. I think it's going to go to seven games. It's going to be close. But for Houston, they have a lot of um, talent, and I think they have a lot of shooting. And I think it's going to um, show for sure. Houston Rockets taking that victory. Now we have the uh, Western Conference Lakers and Houston Rockets, and then the Clippers and Denver Nuggets. This first series, Lakers versus Houston, is basically polar opposites. You have the Houston Rockets who play small ball and basically are, you know, shooters, scores, and not really defense. The Lakers are all defense. They're not shooters. They're not scores. They're not small ball. They have Danny Green is their smallest guy. They have Kuzma, LeBron, Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, um, and Caruso gets minutes. He's, he's small, but, you know, the amount of, you know, guards and um, that get play with the Los Angeles Lakers is about the same amount as uh, big men who get play for the Houston Rockets. It's not not a lot. And so, in my opinion, what's going to make or break this series is, for the Houston Rockets, if they can get into a shooting rhythm and score and get three-pointers, the Lakers are going to have a tough time coming back from that, despite LeBron's best efforts. You know, this series could go one way or the other, depending on that, you know. I think the Lakers are going to win in seven games because I think Houston's going to give them a run for their money. And just the fact that you have James Harden and Westbrook and Eric Gordon and Covington, you know, those guys really are good. Uh, you know, P.J. Tucker and Robert Covington are great on defense despite not being, you know, taller players. I think they're going to have their hands filled when they have to guard guys like Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis, which is going to be tough. I think the Lakers will just get this victory and it'll be seven games. Then we have the Los Angeles Clippers, and we have the Denver Nuggets. Now, this is basically the battle of opposites. You have veterans with the Clippers. You have a very good group. Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. These are all veterans. These are guys who have experience. Then you have the other side of things, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. You have um, youth. You know, all these young players for Denver. And I think the veteran nature of the Clippers with Doc Rivers and 
you know, their whole team and everything going on there, it's uh, going to be enough to get them over the hurdle. And I think this series will go five games because I don't think Denver has what it takes at this point. They're still a few years out from being, you know, mentioned in that circle of contention. But they'll be good at some point. Clippers get the victory. Now we have the Lakers and the Clippers. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. Clippers are going to win. LeBron and Anthony Davis cannot play against a Clippers team that has pretty much everything the Lakers have and more. They have great defense. They have great scoring. They have great shooting. They have a far superior coach in Doc Rivers. They have a far superior front office, which at this point doesn't really matter. They have great um, assistant coaches. I think Ty Lue is uh, a lot better than Jason Kidd at assistant coach. You have LeBron, who is older, and you know he's wearing out. I think LeBron James is great during the regular season, and during the playoffs, you start to see his age. Anthony Davis is a great big man, but I do believe that between Marcus Morris and Montrez Harrell, they can contain him just a little bit. And so you're looking at elite um, talent on the Clippers, and they are going to get the victory. I think it'll go six games, although I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven just because for ratings and viewership and whatnot, you could have um, some sort of um, inside um, meddling and then we could get seven games but the Clippers are going to win and they will play the Boston Celtics now this series Celtics versus the Clippers is going to be Doc Rivers chance at redemption he played against the Lakers in 2010 and they lost he went to the Clippers and now has a chance to win a championship I think for Doc Rivers he'll be happy either way obviously he'd love a, a championship ring but seeing the Celtics get a championship is, I'm sure, um, a great feeling for him because that's where he, he kind of got his success as a head coach. And he's got long-lasting relationships with all those players. And, um, you know, that's what it is. Brad Stevens is sort of the, um, the underdog in this case. He is a great head coach, but he is young. You know, he is still figuring it out. And you have Danny Ainge who is there, Jerry West, um, you have sort of that Celtics-Lakers rivalry in that case. Um, you have youth for the Celtics with um, Tatum and Brown. You have um, veterans in Kawhi and Paul George. You have uh, Marcus Smart taking on Patrick Beverly, which might be my favorite matchup in the whole bubble because you have two guards who are elite defenders at their position. And that'll be a matchup I cannot wait to watch. Um, and, you know, both of these teams, in theory, don't have a ton of size. I think, you know, the Celtics have a couple of bigs, 6'8". Uh, Daniel Tice, I think Cantor is like 6'10", maybe. 6'9", 6'10". You have Montrez Harrell, who's not super tall. Marcus Morris, who's not super tall. Zubac, I think, is like 7 feet, and he's tall. But Robert Williams, I think, despite his um, issues... Could probably uh, do a good job covering Zubac. But that's not, uh, center position is not the important one for this one. Lou Williams, if he can start shooting the ball great, it's going to be a problem for the Celtics because he's an elite three point shooter and so is Landry Shamit. But Hayward and Tatum can do just as well. I think this is going to be a great series. And, you know, this one could go seven games. It'll probably go six games. And I hate to say it because, you know, Celtics are my team, but the Clippers will get the victory because the Clippers are just better. With Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, I think 
Tatum and Brown are just too young at this point. I don't see them turning out to be anything special. And so, unfortunately for my Celtics, they're going to lose. But it's going to be a great series, and people are going to say that the Celtics are setting themselves up for success. So, you know, this is the bubble. This is where we're at, and that's how it is.